I've spent my entire life being an entrepreneur and after losing everything, I decided to build a million dollar business. The real question is, how will I do it with no venture funding or debt completely from scratch? This podcast is here to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I learn, apply, and share entrepreneur strategies to pick myself up again and grow my online business using only today's best internet sales funnels and social influence. My name is Holly Firstenau and this is Million Dollar Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's show. I am so excited that you are here today listening to this podcast because we are talking about my all-time favorite subject in the entire world. This is the subject that I could talk about every day, all day, all night long. I absolutely love it. It combines everything that I want to do in life. And that subject is money. I absolutely love talking about money. Uh, money, I think, is just so interesting. It's interesting how it works, depending on where you live, depending on tax incentives, depending on your job or your side hustle. There's so many things that involve money. Our whole life is affected by how much money we make, how we utilize that money. Um, and whether you're in America with me using a dollar right now or you're in the middle of nowhere, you're trading, you know, chickens for cows, whatever that is, whatever that currency is, I'm calling it money today, but it is across the board, um, you know, all one and the same thing. And I'm super excited because I want to talk to you about the things I have learned about money and the number one issue that people have with money. There is one issue, and if you can overcome this issue, it can just let you soar in life. It can take you to the next level. And every you know, every successful person that I know in my life has overcome this issue and has learned how to deal with that. And so I want to talk about that today. So the issue, I'm going to go ahead and just tell you, I'm not even going to make you wait for it. But the issue that people have with money is that money is emotional. Money is so stinking emotional, you guys. We you know, it's like when you go to the store, I know so many moms, you go to the store and you know how much it's going to cost and you've got coupons and you've got the ads, this and that. And then you get in the car and you're like, ah, I forgot to use the coupons. <laughs> there goes that $12 worth of coupons, you know, and you're so annoyed or, um, you know, you go to buy something and then you find out a week later it's on sale and you're like, ah, I want to get that sale price because I wanted to save that $30 because why give a big company $30 when I can have $30 in my pocket. I want that better price. And money's emotional. We get so emotional about money. Um, I think that's why so many people have a hard time talking about money. And in the world we're in, I feel like we've made it this like awkward conversation to where we don't really talk about it. Like we're not saying, you know, how much money do you make at your job? And what was your tax? You know, what tax bracket are you in? And what write-offs are you having this year? And, you know, how much interest is on your car? You know, did you get a good rate? Can we get a better rate? What can we do? Um, you know, there's so many things that we just get weird about. Like when it deals with money, we don't want to talk about it. We don't want people to know if we're making money. We always want it to look like we're doing really well making a lot of money, right? But we don't actually want to talk about the nitty gritty of it. And I love the nitty gritty. I once did a speaking engagement at a mops group and my opening line was, I love money because I do. I just love what it 
can do for you. It gives opportunity. And the more money you have, the more time that you can buy yourself because you can pay for people to do other things. You can pay for better health care. Um, and time is the one thing you can never get back. But the best thing you can do is have enough money to make your time very valuable and not to waste it on needless things. And so the subject of money is is amazing, but I feel like when people talk about it, they just kind of get this butterfly in their stomach and get a little, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't want to talk about money. It stresses me out. I don't know how to deal with it. So we're going to talk about that today and how to overcome the emotion that we have attached to money. Because if you want to move forward in your career and in your hustle and in your business, maybe you're just like working a traditional nine to five, but you want to live your best life ever. You've got to become unemotional about money. You just have to, because if you are tied to the emotions of money, it is going to hold you back with fear. It is going to paralyze you in things. Um, and it's not going to, you're not going to make the right choices in life because you're going to live in this life based of fear of losing money. So my husband and I, Years ago, we've been married, uh, oh man, it's been 13 or 14 years. I'd have to calculate it to figure it out. Um, but we've been married quite a long time. And so when we were first married, um, we, like all newlywed couples, right? I mean, you've got the world at your fingertips. We lived in this little tiny one-bedroom apartment that, it was a dated apartment, but man, you better believe that place was clean. You know, people came over, we used a coaster. Uh, we vacuumed our sheets and our bedspread and everything matched. There was design. You know, it was it was intact because it was just us. You know, now, 13 some odd years later, um, my house is quite different. <laughs> and I always have to remind myself, I am not a pig. I just have children. Uh, because sometimes I feel like, what have I turned into? Like my house is a disaster, but it's not me. It's my children. I promise. So we lived in this little apartment. My husband had this really great job. Um, he was a assistant property manager, so we didn't have to pay rent. It was included in his job and you know, it had its ups and downs. He was on call 24 hours a day. He didn't make a lot of money, but it was a great place for us to be at. Um, we, you know, really just were dreaming and we knew the things we wanted to be and we knew we wanted to be in business. We knew we wanted to be in real estate. And those are the things that we've always um, pursued and done. Uh, we both grew up in very uh, middle class to poor families. So we didn't have a ton of money. Uh, we didn't have a lot of like resources. There wasn't people just willing to loan us a bunch of money to, to buy real estate. Um, we didn't have a bunch of connections in the industry or anything like that. Anything we've done, we've really just had to bootstrap it together, figure it out, and uh, keep going. And so we did what you're supposed to do, right? We went to this free seminar about real estate, and we bought a class. Of course we did, because that we were so excited and so pumped up. So our first class was 500 bucks. And I remember when we paid for the class, I was like sick in my stomach because it was just like, oh my gosh, we've spent so much money. So of course we go to the class uh, that we spent $500 on. And what do you know? I mean, we 100% fell for that upsell. And before the end of the three days, we had opened credit cards, maxed them out, and spent $25,000 on more real estate classes because we needed to learn how to do this. And it's obviously so easy if we just spend this $25,000, we go to these, you know, 
10 three-day classes, we are going to be successful in real estate. And that is what we believed. And I am not against learning at all. I still, to this day, um, through the money that we spend, the things that we've done with that, I still am glad that we made those decisions because more than getting us involved in real estate, which it ended up, we did uh, end up getting involved in real estate, but more than that, it was the mindset. It really changed our mindset. So we're not going to talk about all the good things of that. We're just going to talk today about the money portion of it because that's what the focus is. So we found ourselves $25,000 in debt. Hey, no problem because, you know, six months from now, we're going to be like millionaires. We got this. We got this, right? So you live life. You keep going. And what do you know, years later, we find ourselves, we still have a ton of credit card debt that we're trying to pay off, right? Plus, we've got my school loans because then I graduated from college. I got married before I graduated from college. So then, of course, you got your like six months grace period and boom. Unlike my brother who went to school on a basketball scholarship, I had no special talents. I got no money for college uh, through my basketball talents. Uh, Although I did play basketball and volleyball growing up, but I was homeschooled. And so it was for like a homeschool group and it was kind of like everybody gets to play. So I wasn't that great at it. My brother, however, was awesome. He was great. Went to a, went to a school for, I went to the same school as him. I paid for it. He went on a basketball scholarship. So we found ourselves in mountains of debt. Um, we still wanted to do things. At that point, we found ourselves in debt and we had decided, hey, we want to purchase debt. That's what we want to do. We want to buy debt. So at that point, we had moved. Um, my husband's boss at the time had ended up passing away. So he um, ended up falling into that position uh, to be the manager of this apartment complex. We moved into a house um, and it just gave us a great place to go, okay, what do we want to do? What do we want to focus on? So we knew we wanted to be in business. Um, we knew we wanted we wanted to be in the debt industry because it's got such a bad name in it, yet you can make a lot of money on it and you can help a lot of people if you do it the right way. And so that was something we were doing, but we knew we had all this debt and like, how do we deal with it? Like, you know, it gets to the point that your debt snowballs enough. It's hard to make the minimum payments every month and you're like never going to pay it off, right? So we knew we had to be, unemotional about it. I read a book by Robert Robert and Kim Kiyosaki about how to pay off debt. And of course, you know, they preach very similar to Dave Ramsey, which they are friends, even though they speak and teach very differently about investing and how to deal with money and all of that. But their mindset of paying off actual physical debt is very much the same. Um, And so they talked about, you know, you debt snowball, you take your smallest balance first and all of that. And I'm not going to get too much into that because this is not an episode about debt necessarily, but about money. But the one thing that they made very clear was you have to become unemotional about money because if you take your paycheck and you're emotional about it, and then you're constantly making emotional decisions about it, you're not clear headed enough to make good decisions. And so in their book, they recommended the number one thing you have to do. Number one, guys, Number one, if you want to get out of debt, you want to be unemotional about money, you hire a bookkeeper. Boom. Mic drop. Everybody's freaking out right now going, um, I don't have money to hire a bookkeeper. What are you talking about? I don't need a bookkeeper. Everybody needs a bookkeeper, guys. Everybody needs a bookkeeper. Even if that bookkeeper is yourself for the moment. That's okay. And we'll talk about what that looks like. But everybody needs a bookkeeper because you have to get 
unemotional about your money. So let me talk to you a little bit about my habits for bookkeeping. We started this years ago. It's been probably over 10 years. Um, At the time, we barely had enough money to pay our bills. I'm sure we were in the red every month. Actually, I know we were in the red because once we got a bookkeeper, we realized it. So we decided to hire a bookkeeper. We paid that bookkeeper $40 an hour. Um, we originally met with them once a week and very quickly we, or I'm sorry, once a month and very quickly we moved up to once a week. And I know you're sitting there going, Holly, there is no way I can spend, what is that? 40, 80, $160 a month on a bookkeeper right now. Are you kidding me, Holly? Are you kidding me? Let me tell you something, guys. This was like 10 years ago for us. That $160 was a lot of money. But we quickly learned that when we had the numbers in front of us, we spent less money and we made better decisions. So we started out with our bookkeeper once a month. We were in the red. I remember that. We did not have enough money to pay our bills. And then we started meeting with him every single week. And every week we would sit down in front of the computer with him. Everything was connected to QuickBooks. And he'd go, here's what you spent on this. Here's what you spent on that. Here was your eating out this week. Here was this money. Here was that money. Here's what you spent on your new business. And when you see the numbers, it makes it black and white. And see, that's the problem. Nobody wants to see their numbers. Nobody wants to look at the end of the month and go, ooh, wow, I drove through the coffee stand a lot <laughs> this month. Oh, my goodness. That's embarrassing, that number that I spent on coffee this month. Nobody wants to see that because it's emotional because it brings on guilt and it brings on anger and it brings, makes you mad that you're not making enough money and it makes you emotional that you don't know how to handle your money. And it just brings in all these other emotions. However, when you put it black and white, especially at the beginning, when you have somebody outside of yourself, do it, someone outside of family, a stranger, somebody you don't know that there's no judgment there. You know, it's not like, you're going out to dinner with them the next night and they're going, "Mm, should you really order the dessert? Mm, Maybe you shouldn't order the salmon. You should just get the side salad. You gotta, you know, pick somebody that's not going to do those kinds of things. When you do that and you actually see the numbers, it is this magical release that happens in your brain. And I think it just takes place in your subconscious mind. And I'm a big believer of things happening in our subconscious mind. Um, The way we grew up, things that happen to us, that is the, you know, what defines us. It's it's what makes us make certain decisions. So if we've grown up one way with about money, that's how we make our decisions about that money. And so we've got to change that, guys. We got to look at the black and white. We've got to make it unemotional. So there's a couple things when you actually see the numbers. And I highly, highly recommend using QuickBooks. Um, I preach a lot about using QuickBooks. Uh, QuickBooks Online is a very user-friendly program. Um, Of course, with any new program, you're going to have a little bit of a learning curve, but they have incredible videos and training on how to do things. You can Google it and and QuickBooks always has uh, videos on how to do different things that you're Googling. Uh, they are very good and their system is super simple. And especially if you're saying right now, Hey, I can't do this myself, or I can't hire someone to do it. I need an easy system to do it. Highly recommend QuickBooks online. Um, you can do it yourself later. If you have a different accountant or someone that you're hiring to do it, you can share it with them. You can send the documents straight to your CPA at the end of the year. It just makes it so easy. So we'll talk about that later, but let me talk real quick about 
what will happen if you start seeing your numbers black and white, okay? So let's say you are keeping track of all your expenses. And I know it's emotional, especially at the beginning. I mean, just recently, it was a couple weeks ago, we are in the process. We've got so many things going on right now. And so a lot of times I feel like I'm not on social media and YouTube and all these different places just because we have so much in life that to take the time for that's difficult. Um, but with that, we have so many things we're spread so thin that we have a ton of money going out right now. And we are in the process. We haven't really shared this with anybody, but we are in the process of uh, purchasing another home. And so that is draining and crazy. And there's so many complications with that. And there's so many reasons we're sticking to it because we want this particular property for some different real estate um, value that it has in it. The other properties don't. And so, um, so anyways, it's just this big, long process. So even me, as unemotional as I am about money, as much as I love it, I was working on our QuickBooks late at night. It was like 10 o'clock at night just finishing some things up and I was running all my reports for the end of the month so I could see where we were. And like that night for the life of me, I could not sleep. Like I just kept waking up all night long, stressed out. Um, I, in the morning I was like tapping as I'm drinking my coffee, just trying to like bring my anxiety down. Um, not that it was anything major, but just sometimes it can be stressful guys. I get that. And I don't want to come across like money isn't stressful because I understand it is, but I also understand that we've got to make this connection, um, to not have that happen all the time. And so that was a rare moment for me to be that stressed out about, um, money, especially past money. Once everything's happened, um, you know, running the reports in, in a month, there's not much you can do at that point. But it did happen, and I think it was because of all these outside factors I have going on in my life. But um, I'm not that way about it today, which is great. Uh, so anyways, when you bring in the black and white, there's a couple things that it does. One is it helps you see your habits. So sometimes I'm not a big, I'm not a big believer in like, uh, how do I say it? It's not necessarily about cutting your expenses all the time. Sometimes it's about creating more income. So I think sometimes people always think, you know, you put yourself in the box. I make X amount of dollars. Oh, I got to cut my expenses. I got to I gotta go to Starbucks less. I got to do this less. And there is a place for that. Absolutely. But I'm also a believer in going, okay, how can I increase my income? Okay, how can I make more money? And we started the process years and years and years ago um, through that same book about paying off debt with Robert Kiyosaki was how can you make an extra $100 a month? And I started that like that month. Okay, how on top of what we're doing in life, how do I make an extra 100 bucks a month? What can I do? And I started selling things locally on Craigslist at the time. And I would sell like super random crazy stuff. Um, and even now, like in my eBay store, I sell super random crazy stuff. Like, I just love it. I feel like I can sell anything. If you market it right, you structure it right, you can sell it. So one, it helps you see your habits. It helps you see what are you actually spending your money on? Is the issue that you're not making enough money or is the issue that you're spending too much money? You know, is the issue that you do go to Starbucks two times a day, every day of the month? Um, could you cut back this, you know, is your grocery shopping? We've gotten in the habit before where our grocery expense will be like well over a thousand dollars. And I'm like, I hate spending that much money on groceries all the time. But I notice if I make all these small stops, all these small stops at Fred Meyer, our grocery budget expands a lot more, right? Because you're like, oh, I just need these two things. And then what do you end up doing at? Yeah, you end up spending like 80 bucks. 
And then the next day you're like, ah, oh, I just need this one thing for the soup that we're making. And then you spend another $40 that day and it just adds up and adds up. And so I know for myself, if I actually plan out what meals we're going to make and see what I need, um, if I order groceries, as opposed to going into the store, 100% of the time I spend less money. 100%. So there's things that you can do when you actually see the black and white. There's things that you see, there's habits and patterns that you go, oh, I could totally change that. Like, that's not a huge tweak. It's not like, okay, I can never go to Starbucks or I can never eat out or I can never buy new clothes. It's just that, oh, I'm going to tweak these couple little things. And by the end of the next month, I will have spent, you know, 300 less dollars or whatever that looks like. So that's one thing is that you really get to see your habits. The other thing is you get to see how much money you're actually spending. And I would bet 100% of people that do not track their finances have no idea how much money they're spending. No idea. You don't know how much you're spending at the grocery store. You don't know how much money you're spending eating out. You don't know what you spend on clothes for the month. If you don't track it, you don't know what it is. And what happens is when you don't know what it is, it ends up being really high. But when you actually are seeing the numbers, you like subconsciously make these decisions to go, ah, you know, I'm driving home. I really want to get a Starbucks. Ah, you know what? That doesn't sound that good. I really just want some coffee, you know, my flavored blueberry coffee at home. And so subconsciously, you're like making these decisions that are actually affecting your bottom line, but they're not super emotional anymore. It's not like when you're like on a diet and you can't eat something and you're like dying because you want to eat it, you want to eat it, you want to eat it, and you can't. There's also this subconscious thing that happens that just helps you make better decisions with your money. Um, I find a lot too that a lot of spouses get in this like competition. Like if you're not on the same page about your finances, if you don't have the same goals going forward, like our goal is to get this business to this level, to work myself out of this job to, you know, X, Y, Z. If you don't have the same goals, then it's like neither of you wants to be the one to sacrifice financially. You know, like if your husband is driving through Starbucks every single day and he's like, nope, I don't care if we're in the red every month. I'm driving through Starbucks every day. It's really hard for you to go, ooh, I think I'm just going to make coffee at home. It's like, no, he's going and it's not helping us. I want to go and get that reward too. I want that same thing. And so it can be really hard if you're not on the same page. So when you're actually seeing the black and white and you're actually seeing what the numbers are, it just helps you kind of decide what your goals are and what do you want to do moving forward. Um, it just overall helps you make better decisions. And that's really what it comes down to. When you are unemotional about your money, you can make better decisions. Because I have been there, guys, and I know probably 100% of people listening to the this podcast has, have been there. If you are stressed about money, you don't make smart decisions. Like it brings anxiety. It's like you can't think clearly. And I've been there. Like there's not enough money to pay the rent or there's not enough money for the mortgage or for this school bill or whatever it is. How am I going to do this? And then it's just like anxiety. And it's so emotional that it's like you can't even think straight. Whereas if you're unemotional about the money and you go, okay, I need to make $500 in the next three days to pay that bill. Okay, what are some options that I have? What could I sell? What service could I provide? What things do I already have set up that I could tweak a little bit? Um, you know, what sell could I put on my eBay store? What, you know, can I teach online or whatever it is? You already have these systems in place and you can just go, you know, it's black and white. I need X by this day. This is how I'm going to do it. It's completely different. So 
I highly, highly recommend. I cannot say it enough. I wouldn't, I would say there's not one person in the world that does not need this. That if you want to better your financial situation, you have got to become unemotional about money and you have to know where your money is. How much are you actually making? How much are you spending? Where is it coming from? What are you spending it on? You have to know those things in real time so that you can actually make course adjustments in your life to better them so that you look at the numbers one week and then next week the numbers look even better because you've been able to make these small little corrections and you can grow from there. You have to see the numbers in real time. So again, I highly recommend QuickBooks Online um, from all the programs that are out there. It is the easiest, the most user-friendly. I think it's like 20 bucks a month, guys. It's super cheap to get started. Um, I believe they even have like a three-month uh, free, like a discount or something like that. They always have some kind of promo running. So I'll go ahead and put that in the show notes. Wherever you're watching this, I'll put a link to it as well. Um, and use that link. It is my affiliate link. So uh, if you have any questions regarding that, regarding QuickBooks, regarding how it works, let me know. If you use my link, I'm happy to share that information with you um, and to give you as much information as I can moving forward on how QuickBooks works and how you can uh, utilize it the best for your life. So thanks for listening today, guys. Uh, always appreciate you being here and listening to me talk. Nobody else will listen to me, so I had to get my own podcast so that somebody out in the world will listen to what I have to say. Um, It is a great day today. Put a smile on your face. Thank the Lord uh, for the great day he's given you, and we will see you next time.